You are now listening to Vibe Selection with Kyra, where you can get the real on today's hot topics. Well, welcome everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Vibe Selection. I am your host, Kyra, and joining to me, I have a very special guest, and her name is Yuda. Hi. Hi, Kyra. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Well, on today's episode, I wanted to discuss um, with Yuda about her uh, job in as a post-production assistant in the film industry. And I wanted to get a little bit more insight into her journey into the film industry and how other aspiring filmmakers can get in their start in the film industry as well. So I wanted to start off by asking you, Yuda, how did you get your start in film? I feel like that is a very long question, so I'm going to try and abbreviate this as much as possible for the audience because it's a long journey to get to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I uh, will do at some point. And I had decided when I was a teenager that he wanted to go into film. And everybody and their brother kept telling me, no, it's not logical. It's not the right way to go. Don't do it. Don't do it. Convince me otherwise. Mm-hmm. So I listened to everyone because I'm trying to take the advice of people older than myself. And flash forward, oh goodness, eight years later, after I had been through a number of different life crises, I guess, mm-hmm. and I'm back in theater. And I continue in theater. And I'm doing the Foothill Theater Conservatory program. And I'm absolutely loving life. And the whole time in the back of my head, I'm like, hey, you know, you still got this film bug. This film bug never actually went away. Mm-hmm. I've just been hiding. And I took a uh, audition for film class. And I got to handle cameras and I got to be in front of the camera and see the operation. And then I got to work on a uh, fan film called Brown Coats Independence War. And I worked on that for a very long time and I got to be crew on that. I got to act, but to be honest, the biggest thing for me was the crew part. Mm-hmm. And I just went, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what makes me happy. And I wanted to go finish my undergraduate degree. Mm-hmm. So I applied to USC film that coveted school program that I was like, I'll never get into this. There's no way. They're never going to bring somebody like me in. I'm an adult. I don't know anybody. I've worked my tail off to get really good grades, but there's no way they're going to accept me. And of course they accept me. (laughs) So I'm, I'm shocked at this point. I'm getting this transfer like acceptance thing. They did it old school. There wasn't even an email. It was just a, I, I was, I was doing yoga and I heard this thud from the other side of the door and there was the acceptance package. Like it was in an actual box. Like you got something from Amazon. Wow. It okay. was really impressive. And now that I've graduated from there, it, they're definitely full of sort of, this is what we do. Like we're going to go old school. We're going to go big or go home. Why are we just going to send you a little piddly email? Like we're just going to send you a package. Mm-hmm. And after that, I had shortly, shortly thereafter applied to probably well over a hundred jobs. Mm-hmm. And uh, my husband had a, f- or has a friend that works at the production house that I'm at. 
And he said, hey, my wife's looking for something. And he goes, well, we're looking for a receptionist, like a or post-production assistant, kind of someone to do both. And so I went in for an interview and, and I nailed it. And so I work now at Mr. Wolf Visual Effects and I work as a post-production assistant and they called me an office manager the other day. So I'm somewhere in there. Like I just run all those operations, but I get to actually like see the footage coming through help organize it, help transfer it to clients, see the magic of what a visual effects house does. Okay. So I, I, that's a long journey, but I feel like if I don't say it from start to finish, there might be somebody out there that's in a position that I was in five years ago that might need that little push. Like you can just keep, just do it. Just Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Now, what is a typical day like for you on set or in the office? What is a typical day for you consist of? Are you doing editing films? Like, what are you doing? My job can vary from day to day. I am not editing films in my particular role at this particular juncture. Um, I am assisting the production coordinator and the producers in uh, handling footage that comes in and out of the establishment. Helping to uh, improve client relations, facilitating and helping manage uh, possibly on-set crews that get to come through, which is always a fun day for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I also have to restock because part of my job is sort of making sure there's coffee and making sure the snacks are there and making sure all the sodas and stuff are there for the artists so they can feel satisfied as they're moving through their day. Because if for some reason their favorite bag of chips isn't there, it could put them in a bad mood and then it could cause them to do subpar work. So weirdly enough, that role, that entry-level role of just snacks and sodas is actually incredibly important for the mindset of the artists that are pumping out this really complicated and valuable work. Mm-hmm. So they can get a little hangry if they don't get their snacks, huh? <laughs> oh, Yeah. You don't want somebody hangry working on your project. <laughs> Not a thing. You got to keep them happy. Absolutely. So what are some of the challenges that you face when getting into the film industry? Oh, uh, the biggest challenge, I think, is who you know and how to create valuable connections that will manifest into something tangible. Uh, AKA knowing the right people to get the jobs. Absolutely. So I've said this for years and especially young students at college campuses, Mm -hmm. which I was not a young student when I graduated. I was in my Mm thirties. So I always told them, you want to make connections, go have a beer in the bar. And they always look at me and that's always the advice I give them. And they just go, well, what are you talking about? Why would I go to a bar and have a beer? Like I'm trying to make valuable, tangible connections. Mm-hmm. I'm like, exactly. Like go sit down, have a beer with someone, have a conversation because all networking is, is a valuable conversation that two parties are both interested in and can help each other. Mm-hmm. So you can find those in a bar at a coffee shop in a restaurant, like just talk to people because you don't have to go to always go to networking events. You can sometimes run across somebody 
who has something to say and who has done something really interesting uh, in a situation where you're picking up to go food. Mm-hmm. So it, the biggest advice I have for anybody is just talk to people wherever you are and go have a beer if you can. And if you don't drink, go have a lemonade. Like, <laughs> it's okay. There's plenty of like bars that are bar restaurants. You can go get some lunch, have a lemonade, you know, and then strike up a conversation with someone and they'll be like, where did you go to school? What is your career in? And you get to sort of, you have to sell yourself a little bit, but if you've already gone to school, especially, it's an easy sell. Mm -hmm. Uh, For anyone who hasn't gone to school, it doesn't matter. It's okay. You can do it too. It doesn't matter. It's just about making people like you and wanting to work with you and develop relationships. And then after that, the rest of it just starts to domino in the right direction. True. Well, in you networking with people that you've come in contact with, do you feel like you faced any challenges as being a woman in the industry? Because I know that there's not a lot of women that are in front of or that are behind the scene when it comes to the film industry, especially. And I know they've had this whole thing with the whole Me Too movement in the film industry as well. But do you feel like you faced any, you know, issues regarding being a woman? I have been lucky so far in that, no. But at the same time, I'm also early on in my career, so I'm sure I will run across people that will challenge me and not accept me for being a woman. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I've had good experiences. Uh, Once in a while, you'll get the whole, like, you can't lift that. Mm. And I'm like, what do you mean I can't lift 100 C-stands? You can't do that. Well, I can try, and then I try, and I, I can't. So I think that's the biggest hurdle that I've run across is just my own physical strength that I can't do some of those things. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, no. Um, it's been fairly a fairly lovely experience thus far in my career. Now, in the position that you're in right now, are there a lot of other women that are within the job description that you're doing currently, or is it more male dominated? Oh, male dominated for sure. Uh, our t- two main producers are female. They are just fantastic, tough women that have really worked their way to the point that they're at. And they, they handle so much. It's amazing to watch them. Mm-hmm. And then there's only one female uh, VFX artist. So, uh, not including our accountant, who is also a woman, but that's about it. Mm. There are, it's a male-dominated industry. Uh, I was speaking with one of the male artists, and he had asked a few months back if I was interested in becoming a visual effects artist. Mm -hmm. I said, no, uh, I don't think this is necessarily for me, but I see the the it's incredibly valuable Mm -hmm. and it's a wonderful profession it's just not for me and he goes that's a shame because we need more women in the visual effects world it's like we don't have enough we have it a a ton of men but not enough women coming in and sort of balancing the whole system out and he's like i just don't know why that is and i honestly am not 100 percent sure either because there's no reason that a woman can't do exactly what these men are doing. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. So why do you think there is the biasness in of women in the film industry? Do you think it's because it's like you said, they see women as being dainty and docile and aren't able to handle the same amount of workload as men are? And because society has kind of placed that stigma about about women not being able to do a man's job, even though, you know, filming something doesn't require a man's strength in order to do so. Do you feel like, what, what, what do you feel like is the reason of why there's not as many women in this particular position that you're in? Um, I would have to say it's the boys club. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a continual breakdown of the boys club and what has typically been male dominated Mm -hmm. uh, for the visual effects. What I see is mostly men that do the work uh, and the women, like once in a while you get a freelance female come through to do the, the work. But there's not that many of them. And the only thing I can figure out thus far is that it's perceived as a boys club, when in fact it really isn't. Uh, There is so much room for the female interpretation and any interpretation. Uh, So I think it's an old stigma and it's an assumption working on film sets. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've primarily seen men as like gaffers and keys and and cinematographers and uh you see females tending to be in production design and hair and makeup and i i am hard pressed to even think of a female ad i've seen on set yet but again in my limited experience i haven't seen it but i know they exist like i know people that know women but I don't know that many maybe assistant directors or female directors that are professionally working. So I think it comes to a point where it's you're trying to break into a well-established group of people that don't want to include new people, whether or not you're male or female, it's hard to break into those groups. And with COVID, it's going to be even trickier now because people are going to be trying to break into some of these small groups and people are going to push back and go, wait, hold up. You got COVID? Do I even want you? Do I know you? I don't know if I trust you. And the only reason I don't want you here is because I don't know you and I don't know if you have COVID. Mm -hmm. So it's going to make it increasingly difficult to break into the industry because there's so many unknowns now. But that doesn't mean if you don't know the right person, you can't get in. But the hard part is knowing the right person and then you're back to start. It's a it's a weird world. Like once you're in, you're good, but trying to get in is sort of like trying to jump into the eye of a hurricane and you're not exactly sure where to jump. Absolutely. I know it's, it's, it, it's murky. I wish I had a cleaner answer for you. It's, That's it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know in my experience of trying to break in the, you know, the uh, product or the broadcasting industry, it's been very challenging for me, you know, so challenging that I had to create my own lane in it in order to be able to get my foot through the door. So I totally understand where you're coming from in the terms of you have to sometimes create your own path or it's just you kind of have to wait it out and just keep trying and hoping that someone kind of lets you in through the door, you know, definitely. So I want to go into what's something that you're working on right now and what is your ultimate goal in the film industry? Well, I am 
currently sort of percolating on a short film Mm -hmm. that I want to put together that uh, I am trying to flesh out right now. (laughs) It's, it's sort of in the early stages. I can see some of the shots, but I'm trying to put the story together and I'm trying to figure out how do I do it. And I'm thinking about using actors Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out how do I tell a story with just the environment around me. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing I'm working on is kind of getting back into production Mm -hmm. and starting to figure out how to get back in. And thankfully uh, I have someone to give me advice and that can well, possibly help me, but at least can advise me on certain skill sets I need, things I need to be studying, things I need to be doing. And it, the first step for me is just to get back on set. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go anywhere at my job because I also learn a lot there. And so I'm sort of in a transition period where I am uh, figuring out how I want to navigate from here because the film world is about. How do you navigate from a situation you're in to the next situation you want to be in until you get to where you want? And then at that point, it's how do you navigate to get to where you want to go? Mm-hmm. And for me, um, I think AD as a profession mm-hmm. and then hopefully on the side, still directing and if maybe just making side projects for myself and maybe at some point actually being able to own my own company. Mm-hmm. But these are big goals and big tiers on a very, very tall ladder. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you'll definitely be able to achieve all of those goals. You know, there's not, you know, there's a limited amount of film studios out there. There's what, like five, yeah. six. And so I think that would be great if you're able to branch out and kind of create your own studio where you're able to create the content that you're passionate about working on and hiring other people to be able to fill those positions that have the same drive and tenacity that you do. So definitely keep up the good work. And, you know, also, that brings me into the next question of what would your what would you what advice would you give someone that's working on breaking into the film industry? Grow some thick skin. <laughs> Definitely, it's wow. not a an easy uh, thing to jump into, mm-hmm. and also being aware that. You might say, okay, I want to go be, mm, I want to go be a makeup person. Mm -hmm. And then you go and you get into makeup, hair and makeup, and you start working and you're like, I actually don't like this. Like, Mm -hmm. what I really like is weirdly making food. So I actually think I might want to work more in the crafty section and being willing to let yourself have what you actually like. Because Mm -hmm. there are so many different jobs out there that it's to find where you want to be early on so you can start building a bit of a resume and a track record. Mm -hmm. So when you're searching for exactly what you want, because people are going to ask you left, right, and center, and sometimes you're like, I just want to be a part of the film world, or I just want to be part of television world. Mm -hmm. But as you work, you're going to get more and more specific and narrowing down what you want. And the quicker you can do that, the better. But don't beat yourself up if you don't know in the first six months. Mm-hmm. Be kind to yourself, but you're also going to have to have some thick skin because you're going to get yelled at. You're going to get told you're doing something wrong, and it's going to happen a lot in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And cherish those moments you're successful, but understand you're going for a bigger goal. Mm-hmm. And be kind to yourself and keep focused and keep trying. And it's hard. You're going to get beat up. So 
thick skin is key here. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, I want to thank my special guest, Yuda, for joining me this evening. And for everybody else, if you'd like to support the Vibe Selection podcast, you can do so at www.patreon.com slash Vibe Selection. Or if you'd like to purchase any uh, Vibe Selection merchandise, you can do so at our online store at www.teespring.com slash Vibe Selection. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and join me for next week's episode. Thank you for joining Vibe Selection with Kyra. Come vibe out with us again next time and hear the latest on today's hot topics. Find us on Instagram at I am Kyra Mahoney or donate at www.patreon.com slash vibe selection.